whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Hey friends, Karen Pennington here, and I have decided that today is the day to get even with my brother, David, for a lifetime of stuff. I'll tell you what it is. I have had this nickname that my brother gave me, I can't remember, probably younger than I could talk. No, I talked a long time. Really, really young, probably, I don't know, three years old, two or three years old. (laughs) This nickname he gave me, Porkchop. I'm I'm just, I'm going to own it. Porkchop. See, I was kind of a chubby child, <laughs> and so he called me pork chop. And I, now, mind you, I don't feel bad for me. I never felt like I was less than worthy. I never, nothing like that. It wasn't one of those him oppressing me or suppressing me. It was just an annoying nickname. I knew I was. I've always been kind of thick. You know, I've always had. I guess I've never haven't always had hips, but I've definitely always had the pork. So this thing that was this started when I was young. He just kept calling me and calling me and calling me. So I get to like my preteen years and he's six years older than me and maybe not preteen like eight nine and he goes to high school gets this best friend I can't remember his name Scott I think I don't know but so I have this major crush on his cute friend whom he gets to start calling me pork chop so now (laughs) my child my baby childhood crush is now calling me pork chop so I go to college he's still calling me pork chop every once in a while he graduates to hey chop he still calls me Chop. I'm 40. I'll be 45 years old next month. For, for for 40 years, my brother's been calling me Pork Chop. And I lost, I had surgeries, I lost weight. And I'm like, look, I'm a size 6 now. I'm not a size 6 now. But I got down to like a size 6, 8. And I'm like, how can you call me Pork Chop? And my brother's like, you'll always be Chop to me. So it dropped a little bit. <laughs> it just, it's, I don't know if you've ever had a childhood nickname that would, you talk to certain people, all of a sudden that comes back from the dead. So I said, I was nice. I said, happy birthday to him on Facebook. And his response is, thank you to my sister who was formerly known as Pork Chop. <laughs> so, so here's the payback. You see, that's the nickname my brother gave me. But he had a nickname he gave himself that I want to tell everybody. Captain Ding Dong. That was his nickname. You see, when he was like, I want, I don't want to date him too late. He wasn't a teenager. He was like maybe 9, 10, 11 years old. He liked superheroes. And so he created a superhero for himself. And he'd walk around the house in like the short little 80s shorts. I think it was shorts. And his, uh, like a sheet. And he'd go, Captain Ding Dong. That was back when Captain Caveman was out. Captain Ding Dong. He'd run around the house creating things to make better I don't know mostly he just annoyed people (laughs) but I was his little sister I was his side sidekick he called me girl blunder I think that's probably worse than captain ding dong but heck he calls me pork chop I can't get worse than that right so (laughs) captain ding dong and girl blunder and we'd go around the house and he had I okay I'll just go there he said he got power 
by sneezing. Sneezing gave him power and another, he did something else bodily and that got rid of power for him. It was another expression that I'll let you use your imagination that, that, that lessened his power. So we just go around and I don't remember much of anything of the capers we did, except for it was, you know, he annoyed everybody else and I got to be part of it. I mean, this little chubby little pork chop girl, all of a sudden pork chop turned to my other identity, girl blunder. And it didn't really occur to me that he'd call me a blunder. I just, this is what I knew. I didn't think it didn't necessarily occur to me that, oh, he's calling me fat or blunder. What I knew is that my brother loved me and he was cool and I got to hang out with him. And heck, he called himself Captain Ding Dong. So we're not really taking a lot of it seriously. And I had fun because whatever capers he went on, I got to be part of it. And even when he had his best friend, the cute guy, call me pork chop, that means his best friend notices me, right? So like, I don't care how he notices me. I, I wasn't like in the point where I wanted a boyfriend. I just thought he was cute and he said my name. It was the wrong name, but he said my name. So I'm like, woohoo. <laughs> so all this, it's funny. I, I think I was thinking nowadays if someone called their sister pork chop or girl blunder or something like that, they would call a fence to it and you'd get grounded and get some sort of sensitivity training. And it wasn't like that. It was, you know, nicknames. I guess I lived in the era where, you know, Fat Albert wasn't a, bad name either and even back in society like the rappers biggie smalls it's not like hey don't call me fat it was just it was what we did we identified each other and sometimes we could um poke light at the things that other people would make fun of i think they still do that in other cultures i think in other cultures are allowed to call somebody fat and that's not a derogatory thing it's like okay so you're a little chubbier in some cultures that believe it or not it means you're well fed. It's a good thing, you know, but I, I think about how we define ourselves. Now I have, I seriously, if you see my brother, just call him Captain Ding Dong. He deserves it. He's been calling me pork truck for 40 years, but beyond that, I have probably more nicknames than ever anybody for myself, for others. In high school, there was a bunch, there was a couple little girls who I adored, who I rode the bus with in my little tiny town. And at the time and they called me pickle nose so it, i don't know i'll do a profile for for people who are watching youtube it's pretty big um <laughs> thunder thighs I, I it's not all that but, you know i call myself an anointed mess i have this alias thing and sometimes i uh people are like no don't make fun of yourself no don't well first of all i have no problem making fun of myself i'm not putting myself down i'm not dehumanizing myself if anything when I say things, or even when my brother says things, the Pork Chop Chronicles, uh, I before there was an anointed mess, there was the Pork Chop Chronicles. Okay, I digress. But before any of that, it's that's humanizing, right? It's humanizing because if we're trying to set ourselves as perfect and all good, then we're not humans. You know, we're there's a thing about. Being able, now I'm not, I think there's a fine line. There's a difference. You don't say, woe is me. I'm horrible. There's nothing good about me. That's not what it is. That is absolutely, and honestly, anything that really points ultimately to you, it's not good, good or bad. It's, it's all about God, right? Not about us. But sometimes when you can laugh at the things that you struggle with, you don't use them as an excuse to dishonor God, nor do you need to become obsessed with 
overpowering them today. You can work on things. You can move towards things. Or you can simply acknowledge things. I have a big nose. I have a pickle nose. I'm okay with that. Some people call it beautiful. Well, most people don't call it. Some people call it unique. Some people call it character. Some people think, well, that's a big nose. It doesn't matter. It's it's fine. It's part of who my beauty is. Some of the cracks and the flaws that people would call bad or inconsistent or are what sometimes makes things beautiful and valuable in the art world in a long in the long run. Something looks a little too pure perfect, it doesn't look authentic, you know? And if anything, I want to be authentic, you know, before God. So I, I really am big on nicknames. I'm so big on nicknames. My daughter like would beg me when she brought, you know, her first boyfriend home, who ended up being her high school sweetheart and now her husband don't tell my nick don't don't say the nicknames mom don't say them so and so i threatened her with them <laughs> i said you sass me when i go teach at your school we're going to learn all your nicknames in spanish and um i told her then boyfriend now husband on your 18th birthday i'm going to write down all of Allie's nicknames and put them in a envelope and that'll be your gift and Allie said don't do it and he said i don't it's okay i don't you don't need to do it i did it anyways and he read it and <laughs> i i can't tell you what her nicknames are because um, she might disown me. But it's this nickname thing. So so I'm going somewhere. I'm, I'm everywhere today. So I really what I wanted to do is tell everybody about Captain Ding Dong. Because my brother deserves for people to know. David Knickerbocker, a.k.a. Captain Ding Dong. Okay, now that I've gotten my silliness out of the way. The reality is, <laughs> sometimes we run from our weakness. And we run from sin. We're supposed to run from sin. But sometimes when we embrace it, when we own, not sin, not our sin, not, woohoo, I went against God's will. But when you say, you know what? I struggle with eating sometimes. I love to eat. There's nothing wrong with eating. I go back and forth from eating healthy and unhealthy. Do I use that excuse to go out to a Chinese buffet every night and gorge? No. Do I do that every once in a while? Not so much as I used to because I had a surgery. But sometimes. Do I eat more French fries or what? Of course I do. I but I still, in that, for the most part, I drink water and I eat healthy food. And then sometimes I eat healthy, unhealthy food. Sometimes I eat too much of it. But that's going to be a lifelong struggle for me. And I'm okay with owning it. I'm okay with laughing at it. You know, I'm okay with saying my hips will never be the hips of a supermodel. It's good. It's part of who I am. I'm okay with the fact that there are things I'm bad at. I'm okay with laughing at my mistakes and making light of them because... Just like those nicknames, they're fun little things that tell you something about me or something I struggle with or some characteristic of mine, maybe even an endearing one. But when we call people by those nicknames, they're never that to us, you know, they're never even like the honey. Hey, honey. Okay. So you might be saying it because you think your sweetie is sweet, but, um, that's not everything they are, you know, and anything like Anything. I have a friend that I call Fritter because he loves Tim Horton's apple fritters. And my husband does too. So sometimes I call him the Fritter Twins. So it's not like the only thing about my husband. He's not really defined by the fact that he eats donuts. It's one thing about him that's kind of fun and endearing that I like to laugh at. But, you know, we talk about the meaning of names and how important they are. And sometimes they are, but... That really shouldn't be what defines us. And let me read something that Paul said. And just so you know, anybody who says, don't point out your own weaknesses, don't define yourself by them. Don't dehumanize. Don't use that as an excuse to think that you're less than. But you shouldn't have to hide them either. 
Nor should you have to feel like if I'm struggling with something, I'm bad. So here was Paul, who had just finished talking about all of his great qualifications and things that had happened to him that were certainly otherworldly um, revelations, people that he knew. Um, He wasn't quite name dropping, but he was saying, I knew a guy that did this. I knew a guy that did that. And then he said this, and this is 2 Corinthians 12, starting with verse 7, New Revised Standard Version. In order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Let me say that again. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may be rest, may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. I'll add to that in childhood nicknames. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Do you hear what he's saying here? He is not saying go around putting yourself down. There's a difference between owning your weakness and putting yourself down. He's not saying you're a horrible person. Look at what you've done wrong. He's not saying I'm a horrible person. Look at this thing that I can't seem to get over no matter how hard I try. He didn't tell you what the weakness was. It could have been a cancer. It could have been a stomach problem. It could have been he might, who knows? Maybe he secretly dealt with lust. I don't know. I'm not saying Paul secretly dealt with lust. Erase that. But he could have been secretly dealing with some sort of thought life that we don't know about. Because guess what? We can be really, really, really close to God and still have sin that keeps coming back to to haunt us or to and that we keep on having to bring to the cross. In fact, I would submit most of the people that are closest to God, part of the reason that we're close to God is that we are aware of something that's plaguing us. And because we're aware of that thing that we have no control over, because we're aware of that thought, because we're aware of that alcoholism though we haven't had a drink in 20 years, because we're aware of that, we also become more keenly aware of our need for God. And so we constantly are bowing at his feet because we know, we know, we know, we know we can't do it on our own. So when we admit and when we own (laughs) our chubbiness, our big noses, our big hips, our complete uncoordinatedness, (laughs) the things that we're bad at, the things that we struggle with, the things that we forgot or did wrong, the mistakes we made, when we own those, even boast in those, We do it knowing we're valued. We do it knowing that even makes us more valued because for when we're weak, we're strong. Because when we do that, when we do that and we focus on us, our guilt ends up only almost becoming idolatry because it takes us away from God. But when we take this and laugh at it and own it and go, okay, God, I'm trying, but I sure messed it up this time. And we can't even think about that. Um, then we do, we remember, my grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is sufficient for us because our power is, his power is made perfect in our weakness. You see, when we acknowledge our limitations, when we bring them to God, 
When we say, God, I'm limited, you're not. When we're saying, God, I can't do this, you can. Then that invokes God's spirit to shine through our cracks. And people see God more brightly, not because we're flawless, but because God completes us. And where we have that openness and emptiness, they see God's perfection. And then they want what we want because all of a sudden it becomes attainable. Because you know what? I can't be free of mistakes. My life is not flawless. So I can't attain up to some statuesque person that seems like nothing's wrong with them. But when I see somebody who's struggling and I see God using them and blessing them, I can do that. I want that. And personally, I will boast in that. I am imperfect. I am silly. I'm a mess. I'm a pork chop. I'm a girl blunder. (laughs) Not blunder. Blunder. I blunder. You know, I never thought about that. That really am is who I am. I blunder. But my weakness is God's strength. I'm not defined by my weakness. When we talk about the things, the areas that we need God, that doesn't, that nickname, that's a thing. That doesn't define us by our weakness. What it does is define us by God's grace. God's grace. And that's hope. That's hope for us because we can relieve ourselves of the pressure of trying to be God because we can't do it. But guess what? There's someone who can and will and does. And then it opens us up to our true value. Our true value. Not in what we do, but in whose we are. Parents ever had a baby come out, (laughs) looked at the baby or had a baby come home. You know, there's flaws. Sometimes you notice it. Sometimes you'll notice a little mark on their head. You go, oh, they got a mark. Send them back. No, usually like, oh, isn't that so cute? You know, it's almost part of what's endearing. You see a child with a problem that, oh, there's a problem. Let's send it back. No, it's we love this child. They're hurting. How can we help it? Help them become better through it. And so many ways that we grow are because we have those issues and we allow our parents and others to help us grow allow God to help you grow (laughs) so I say this to my brother Dave I do blunder I am and probably always will be just a little bit of a pork chop although I prefer to call myself a side of beef bigger higher quality but you David are a ding dong you're a ding dong you got it right And God loves you, and God uses you, and God blesses you. And you know very well that all that's right to my brother. And now I say this to everyone else. We may feel like a pork chop or a blunderer or a ding dong, or others may call us that. And we may be that, but we're loved and we're valued. And we're defined not by the blunders and the ding dong things we do and the (laughs) excess We're defined when we love the Lord and learn from him and serve him. We're defined by that grace. That's life I can live with. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for my family, for all four brothers and sisters. And thank you for a brother who took time to be with me. Both of them are just awesome. Um, And thank you even for allowing us to see you in light of our humanity, God. 
you created us as humans. So sometimes we mess up. A lot of times we mess up, God. But everything can just come to you and be a spotlight on your grace, Lord Jesus. May we never use our weakness as an excuse to sin. But may we always use it as an excuse to run to you, to rest in your arms, to seek you, to do everything we can't. And you will, God, because you're God. In your name, amen. Be blessed today, my friends. Take joy in every moment, every triumph, every weakness, and know that God can be in it all.